0: Thank you, Rory. Thank you, uh, Patrick, for the worship and the team. Uh, Good morning, everybody. It's nice to be here um, up in front of you again. And uh, I was asked a few weeks ago to talk on uh, husbands. Well, I suppose I am a husband, so uh, that in a way qualifies me. And it's great that yesterday I was one of the privileged few men who went along with with Dan to uh, introduce him or not really... The families together, whatever it is, the Kuchala. It's not the Kwanjula, that comes later. But I think he got the thumbs up from the family and they they settled. And so he's on that road to being a husband. Not there yet, but he's uh, progressing along that way. So congratulations to Dan and to Maria. And uh, we continue to commit them into prayer as as part of our church family. Whether they stay here or whether they end up wherever in the end, they'll always be special to us. Also, I went to another wedding yesterday. So it was a busy day yesterday, actually. At 6 o'clock, I had to deliver Harriet and uh, Chantal in Naguru, so that they could uh, prepare for this other wedding that was happening. And then I came back home, um, (laughs) did a bit more on my sermon, and then that's for the Quandula. So, a busy morning. I went to this Kuchala, and uh, then in the afternoon, I went to this wedding. I, I managed to catch up with the uh, reception part. Unfortunately, I missed the service. That was over in uh, Naguru again. But I went to the service, and uh, I went to the reception. And uh, Harry had picked up this order of service. It's Timothy and uh, Faris. And uh, they're really strong Christians. It was really great on both sides to, to hear the testimonies and the love of God from both families. And, and that was great. It was a huge event at Magnonio. And uh, there was three other huge weddings at Magnonio. And there was an even bigger queue to get into Mignogno. But we finally made it in and uh, celebrated with them. And it was a wonderful occasion. And when I looked at this order of service, I saw, oh, it's got all the passages that I'm speaking on this morning. So I'm on the right lines. So (laughs) when... Now, uh, husbands. Ecclesiastes 9a, verse 9a says enjoy life with your wife whom you love enjoy life with your wife whom you love what a wonderful verse to start this message and for all husbands here today I hope this is exactly what you are doing I'm looking around for husbands as Monica emphasized last week the joy of singleness and the freedom to do what you want whenever you fancy well for us husbands We should have the same joy as we share our lives with the person we love and what better person to do the things we want to do than with our best friend, our wife. Even if the timing is not quite perfect because we have to come to some compromises, so we don't have that freedom sometimes of singleness, but it's doing it with our best friend at any time, all the time. As many of you know, I worked here for five years, I lived in Karamoja in Maroto. And after a while of adaptation to the very different way that society lives and operates, the place, I really got to love the people and the culture and how they are. But I remember one time, we were in a car or somewhere and we were travelling, and I had to laugh as I was chatting to a Karamajong friend. I'm not sure how the discussion got around to family, having children, taking care of the home, husbands and wives, but he said... The wife is all about family, having children, taking care of the home. We respect our wives in this role, but this is not where our love lies. No, this is with our cows. (laughs) Any from Karamoja here? Or from other cattle keeping places? I must confess, I didn't know what to say next. Perhaps a quote from the verse uh, from Ecclesiastes. But you may have noticed that I've just written Ecclesiastes 9, verse 9a. Just the first part of the verse. And there's a reason for this. Let me now put the rest of the verse, uh, verses around that up to put the context of the scripture. So Ecclesiastes 9, verses 7 to 10. Go, eat your food with gladness, and drink your wine with a joyful heart. For God has already approved what you do. Always be clothed in white, and always anoint your head with oil. Enjoy life with your wife whom you love, all the days of this meaningless life that God has given you under the sun, all your meaningless days. For this is your lot in life, and in your toilsome labour under the sun. Whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your might. For in the realm of the dead where you are going, there is neither working, nor planning, nor knowledge, nor wisdom. (laughs) Don't ask me to preach on this verse, please. So, your wife is the one bright spark in a fairly otherwise meaningless life. Good. I suppose that's not bad. Yeah, it's worth a clap. (laughs) But as I read the passage, I felt that husband's love towards his wife it's not only the joy when situated in a troublesome world. Of course, that is a wonderful thing. And it's such a great help to us as we go through the ups and downs, that we're going through these ups and downs with our wife or with our spouse. But it has the same importance and significance even when there are many great things happening. Although too much good and also too much bad can also be reasons why the love gets tripped up. So let us turn to more well-known verses of husband and wife relationships and of course I am focusing on the husband side today. So let me read Ephesians 5 verse 1 and 2 and then 25 to 33. Ephesians 5 Follow God's example therefore as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one has ever hated his own body, but they feed and care for their body, just as Christ does the church, for we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Last week, Monica asked how many singles there were, and uh, quite a few put their hands up. This week, I asked how many husbands are here. One, two, three, four, five. Right. So we're just uh, focusing a little bit. The rest of you carry on with your social media. No, no. I, uh, <laughs> Please don't. Please stay with us. I hope that what we can learn about husbands will also apply to you, whether you're single, whether you're a wife, whatever your situation might be at this present time. And as we look at this Ephesians passage in regard to husbands, I want to draw out the messages that are listed for husbands, but they're relevant for us all. And the first, of course, is love. This was the motivation in our Ecclesiastes passage and is also the core in the Ephesians passage. Ephesians 5, verse 25 says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church. Verse 28 says, Husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. Verse 33 says, Each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself. And generally back at the beginning of the passage or the chapter, verse 2, walk in the way of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. I hope we get the idea. And so I think it's important we understand love a little bit more. And I'm sure these next set of verses will crop up a number of times. Maybe they, they, they've also already come up uh, during our relationship series. They are here in this order of service. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 8a. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. So, husbands, and actually all of us, because we're all told to love our neighbor as ourselves, but husbands, in regards to your wives, how are we doing? If you're like me, then perhaps most of the time, maybe we're not doing too bad. 90% of the time we might pass. I don't know, you need to check with Harriet. Maybe I'm I'm overestimating myself. But, what about the other 10%? Or whatever the percent might be for you or me. What about the other 10% of the time when our patience runs out? Kindness is replaced by a harsh word. We like the look of something that isn't ours. We talk quick and push someone down. We haven't really forgotten that long past hurt that someone caused us. And at the end of the day, we did not love as we should have done. Our love failed. I'm sure in one way or another we have all experienced this failure of love within our own lives. But within a mutual relationship of love this should not be the end but the chance to say sorry and to have the opportunity to do better next time. In a marriage relationship but also in friendships 1 Corinthians 13 verse 7, 7 is quite key. This is about love. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Husbands or others towards your friends or your neighbors, is your love towards your wife protecting her, trusting her, infusing hope in her, working through the issues we all face. Ephesians 5 verse 25 says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church. And how did Christ love the church? It says in Ephesians 5 verse 2, Walk in the way of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. Yes, we all know that the death of Jesus on the cross and his resurrection from the dead enabled each one of us to enter into the presence of the Holy God, because of that sacrifice on the cross. Thank you, Patrick and friends, for leading us in such a powerful, and fantastic worship this morning. This is what Jesus, uh, uh, yeah, but this is what Jesus said as he hung on the cross and reached out to the world that slung insults at him. Luke 23, verse 24, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. You see them doing that in the bottom of this picture. Father, forgive them. Alistair, forgive Harriet. Rory, forgive Beth. Moira, forgive, uh, Jerry, forgive Moira. Others as well. (laughs) So I forgot to put their hands up now. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And divided up his clothes by casting lots. In our relationships, we need to demonstrate that love of God, that love of Christ. And that love is about forgiveness, because we're not going to be 100% all of the time. It might be 10%, it might be 50%, at at times it may be 50% but we're going to fail and we're going to need to ask and receive forgiveness. And our example in that is Christ. The love that that Jesus talks about and demonstrates is a very different level of love than we commonly see presented in films and the media. A challenge for us husbands and a challenge to us all. Love as. Love as Christ Christ. Loved us, loved me, Alistair. I want to finish by considering the three love as statements within our Ephesians uh, passage. The firstly, love as Christ loved the church, verse 25. The second, love as we love our own bodies, verse 28. The third, love as we love ourselves, verse 33. First one, love as we love as Christ loved the church. We already talked about this a little, but I think it is interesting the comparison that Paul uses between the marriage relationship and the relationship between Christ and the church. Ephesians 5 31 and 32 says this For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. Of course, The one flesh we can understand as a marriage relationship is blessed through the birth of a child or children. But the commitment side of marriage is perhaps more of a mystery. For some, and here's a confession including me, we have failed in this and we have gone through a divorce. But hopefully we all know other couples, older ones, middle-aged ones, who love each other. And in their 70s and 80s, They love just as they did the first time, even more than they did when they first met, 50 or 60 years earlier. I'm not really a person that watches birds so much. It's a great country, apparently, if you're a bird watcher. Uganda, so many different types. Um, But I love wildlife and learning from wildlife. There's so many things. Last time I was talking about farm animals. Sorry, this time I'm talking about uh, (laughs) wildlife. And it is great to see these birds who pair for life. No marriage, uh, but the lifelong commitment is there. And when one, one comes back from getting food for the chicks, there, which is the, the other, and, and the other's been tending the nest, there's a welcome dance. I think I see this. I don't even know what birds are. I think they're albatrosses or something. Maybe a bird here can say. But they pair for life. And sometimes they come back and find the other one's not there. That's so sad. But these ones, they found each other. And they've made that commitment and they're welcoming there, in a birdie love, (laughs) saying hello to one another. They're committed to each other. Committed to their families. And so should we also. That's the relationship between Christ and the church. Between a husband and wife. The church is not perfect. We know that, as Christians, it's made up of us, imperfect people. But Christ still loves us. God still loved us in the beginning of time, and sent Jesus to die for us. These couples, in their you know heading towards their golden and platinum uh, jubilees, these couples have been through the same ups and downs, the same joys and sorrows as the rest of us. But their love in all its biblical fullness, has seen them through. Unfortunately for us, I'm I'm sorry, unfortunately for us, this is also true for Jesus, his love for the church. From the Lord's Prayer, we read in Matthew 6 and verse 11, and I take this from the message, keep us forgiven within you and forgiven others. Keep us forgiven within you. Yes, Jesus, we mess up we mess up as individuals, we mess up as a church, and we're so sorry. And Jesus says, receive my forgiveness. Come to me. I love you. And indeed, this is the story of salvation, running right from the start of the Bible to the end. And all those exciting bits in Joshua that Rory was talking about, and other places. The second one, love, your, love as we love our own bodies, verse 28. Now, in my last sermon, I confessed I had failed to keep my New Year's resolution. Anybody remember what it was? No, you never remember my last sermon. To jog at least once a week. (laughs) So, perhaps I'm not looking after my body as much as I should, and the wrinkles are beginning to take over. Rory's already mentioned the grey hair. Thank you, Rory. No feedback allowed other than especially from Rory, who seems to be eternally young. We'll find that uh, too much computer time, I think. Um, but for any of us, we do spend a lot of time, effort, and money in looking after our bodies. Perhaps we would not call it love, but the reality is where our money is, that is where our heart is. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but just compare it with the verse that we're, we're talking about. 1 Samuel 16, verse 7 says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And this is all too true, especially for us men, I guess. we so often are tempted by the outside. And don't look to the heart. But let us not be swayed by outward appearance, but look to the heart and the heart of those we love. Because this is where the Lord is looking. At me. At each of you. And we should look in those same eyes, looking at the heart of those people that we love. Appearances change. I can't stop this going grey. I can't stop it falling out. Well, maybe I can change the colour one time. (laughs) But that doesn't matter. The Lord is looking at the heart. Number three, a bit related. Love as we love ourselves, verse 33. A bit of a similar to loving our bodies, but to me it's a bit broader than just the body. And involves the situations we place ourselves in to ensure we are okay. Can we also do that for the ones we love, and for us husbands that is especially true of our lives. We come home after a hard day's work, of course trying to earn the money that is needed to look after our families. Or in the olden days dig our fields to look after our families. Turn on the TV, put our feet up, and wait for supper to deliver. Yes, we are loving ourselves. But are we demonstrating our love to the one we love? Love as we love ourselves. Sometimes we love ourselves. Do we love that person that we are beloved? I had to get a proverb in somewhere, and I think this is a good point. This is also in here. <laughs> Proverbs 31, verse 10. An excellent wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. So. For the five husbands amongst us, we're very lucky. For the 20 men amongst us, I pray that you may be equally lucky. For the ladies, you will benefit from that luck. Or should I say blessing, really, in God's terms, rather than luck. Let's just pray. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for the relationships that you've put some of us in. It's not always easy. We know that. But Lord, we thank you that you've put us with our husband or put us with our wives. Thank you for that marriage, the special gift of of marriage. Lord, it was exciting yesterday for me to see two new marriages beginning, one really with the marriage service, the other with Dan and the Kuchala happening. Lord, we commit those young people into your hands and ask that you would continue to bless them and surround them with your love. Let Dan, let Timothy, let each one of us husbands here love as you loved us to fill our lives with your love. It's not based on outward appearance, but on your, your example, your, your, how you describe love. You are love. Lord, may we demonstrate that to our wives And as you say, love the Lord your God and love your neighbor ourselves, we pray that we'd also be able to demonstrate that same love to our neighbors. Lord, whatever situations that we put put us in, it's exciting to hear about these missional groups, groups which are trying to interact with the communities around us. Lord, may people see love within our lives as Christians. And may that be attractive. May they see you shining from us. Lord, sometimes we're going to have to say sorry Sometimes we're going to have to keep our mouths shut. Lord, help us to do these things in our marriage relationships. Lord, um, be with us. Be uh, the third person in all the relationships here. And ask that you would surround us with your love and we'd be channels of your love to others. So Lord, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the guidance of your scriptures. We pray that you continue to empower us by your Holy Spirit. And we thank you that as we do trip up, Lord, that you are righteous and just, to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And may we not be afraid to say sorry to the ones that we love and to accept forgiveness on either side. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you very much, everyone. Now, I've got a few... uh, (laughs) The but anyway, uh, I have a few uh, group questions, uh, which uh, we can discuss over coffee. Is it? But anyway, Roy's going to come up and, and finish. I think.